All right, welcome everyone. This is our episode of monetizing what you can't see, i.e. your knowledge. How do you take an idea and knowledge that you've gained and turn it into dollars? Um, obviously, that's a little bit different than a physical product. And so we're going to dive into that. I have Anthony here. And Anthony, can you jump in and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Who is Anthony Barr and why should the sellers or individuals looking to build a knowledge product be listening to you? Sure. Yeah. My name is Anthony Barr. I'm one of the co-owners of G Creative, which is the, we own amazon-consultant.com. So we are Amazon consultants for businesses, help to grow their businesses online. Another part of that business is actually the off-platform overall e-commerce business. So graphic design, off-platform PPC, Google, Facebook, all sorts of stuff, websites. So it's all the, we encompass everything that you can think about as e-commerce and just making sure that we're giving the knowledge and expertise to our clients to help grow their businesses, whether they're existing or starting off new. And then the other area of business that we have is a separate, completely separate, it would be a, a gym. So we actually have a jujitsu gym as well that we teach jujitsu and have you know, professors there that we teach knowledge to kids and adults. And so we we're, we're trying to cover all areas that we have expertise in that we can turn into some type of business and grow from that. That's amazing. So we're talking about two different knowledge products here. One, you know, the amazon-consultant.com where you've monetized knowledge that you've gained. We're going to go into that in just a second. And then two, the jujitsu, essentially, it, would you call it a school or what's the general name on the street for a, it's, I'm, it's, I don't think it's a dojo. I think I've, I've heard that before, but it's not, not jujitsu. Yeah, school's, school's fine. So we, we, we are Ricardo Capitanchi Academy. So it'd be academy or school. Academy or school. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive into this. Tell us a little bit about your your origin story. And, and I specifically, most of us have had an entrepreneurial seizure. This is what Michael Gerber calls it. When we, we wake up and say, why the flip am I working for that guy? I could be doing this for myself. That That's kind of that moment. So I'm curious, when... Did you have an entrepreneurial seizure where you were, you know, woke up and say, wow, I could be doing this for myself? Or did you just dive in head first from the very beginning? So it was a couple of different factors that brought it in. Because I, I did years of retail, like a lot of people where I um, worked for Nordstrom's for, I think, 12 years at one point, And they moved me all around the country. I was pretty high up in there at a regional position there. And it got to the point where I didn't like that anymore. And I wanted to get into the world of uh, e-commerce and just understand that. So I took a chance and I took a job uh, doing SEO at a really low rate, just trying to learn the skill first. Cause I was not, I went door to door, knocking on uh, agencies, asking, said, I work for free. Just let me get in the door and teach me. And one actually did. And they brought me in, they paid me a little bit and I learned what I need to learn. And then went on my way to another agency where it was more e-commerce based during that time. I was also learning the whole aspect of eBay and doing the flipping on there. So I went and did all the, before it was super popular here. I mean, I was doing probably about five, six years ago, I was going to all the last chance goodwills and getting as much as I can. And I was, I had a whole room in my apartment filled with stuff that I was selling on eBay and just created my own businesses that way. Um, and then I, I talked to a lot of people, some um, friends and things like that were, who were in the world of e-commerce and they said you really need to get into amazon and, and understand that and that should take you to the next level so i was able to get a job at an agency that did amazon so i can you know learn feed that take off that knowledge from them and kind of just do well there i took a lot of good insight from those from that agency uh, things to do and a lot of things not to do and things that i felt like 
if I change this or that, I, I could do a lot better job of getting clients or keeping clients and actually, you know, giving them really good results. Mm -hmm. But what happened was that I, at the same time as I did that, I, I started training jujitsu. And what happened there is I met one of the profe uh, professors there and they had a, a line of jujitsu geese and they asked for help because they found out that I did Amazon and they had their stuff on Amazon. They had no clue what they were doing. And I said, yeah, sure. I'll help you. I mean, of course. And I was able to 10x their sales within about two months and just start scaling their business. And it just so happened he had an agency of just regular graphic design and a little bit of off platform, not too much. And he asked me, what would it look like if, if you came in and did this Amazon and we grew this from scratch? What do you think that would look like? So we worked the deal out to where I came in and we're partners in growing this business. And so he still has doing the graphic design and more e-commerce based things where it's be like Google and Facebook. Um, but my sole focus was uh, Amazon. And, you know, we started with just me and him building this up. So I was the salesperson, I'm the account manager, I'm the backing guy, I'm everything. And we did that for a while, no clients starting off. And, you know, within the first year we had about 40 clients and it was, and then we started bringing in some additional help and bringing in people to help with the uh, account managers and, and things like that. The, the, some of the focus that I, I really kept on was making sure that I was still involved in a lot of that, just making sure that the knowledge that we're talking to the clients about. It's coming from me and my team, of course, but when I'm, I'm the first one that meets the clients mm -hmm. to give them at least a sense of a feeling that they know that we know what we're talking about. And since then we started that business and we've been growing for several years now, we're over 70 different clients. And at that same time, we transitioned because we had a good relationship there, the gym that we were currently at, they decided that they were going to move locations and start a new gym. And then they offered me a, a partnership in there as well. So we uh, took the knowledge of jujitsu and started up a, a, another jujitsu gym and being able to monetize that as well. So I was able to kind of cross cross my, the streams. Uh, you cross the yeah. streams, man. Like yeah. they talk about Ghostbusters, don't cross the streams. In your situation, crossing the streams was a very good idea. I love that. I mean, that was like a, a, a 110 mile an hour version of your origin story, Anthony. I mean, you you began this journey, did you say Nordstrom? Is that what you said? Yeah. So, so, I mean, working at Nordstrom and, and gaining knowledge, understanding how the retail works, understanding what all of that looked like. And then it was like, oh, well, maybe I need to go, you know, shift gears here and I'm going to go. I love knocking on doors, by the way, and, and being like, look, I do, I'll work for free. Just, yeah. just give, just give me, I need to know how this SEO thing works. And I actually, so it mirrors my story a little bit. Um, I, uh, worked at the newspaper advertising company and they ended up firing me because I kept trying to sell the online portion of the advertising stuff because they thought I should just focus on the paper. And I was like, well, but the online and anyway, long story short, I was a little bit of a arrogant little son of a gun and, uh, and they fired me and, and I, I actually am really grateful for it because that's what started my career in going out and knocking on doors. And there was an unpaid internship at a digital ad agency and I went in and applied and they were like, you have a degree. Like, are you sure you like, you want this unpaid internship? And I was like, yes, I want in the door. And they let me in and paid me a little bit and, you know, became the media director and, you know, monetized my own knowledge. So I, I feel you a hundred percent in how you broke into picking apart and looking at that. 
when you had that moment, that entrepreneurial seizure where you decided to leave Nordstrom, were you thinking, oh, I think I can monetize my knowledge by starting an e-commerce brand? Or or were you thinking, I'm, I'm going to go focus on the SEO thing so that I can go um, monetize that knowledge? What, what was your thought process when you made, made that jump? I think it was more of um, progression in my career and where I wanted to be um, overall. I just felt like, you know, I, I got to a decent level in, in Nordstrom's where I was like a regional investigator situation there. And I covered like three or four different stores in the region. And it was a it was a decent role and it was a pretty high up role. But it, you cap out after, you know, one or two more steps and people who are in those steps don't really tend to leave. So, you know, it's one of those things where I looked at more of what is the actual future here for me and what versus what I'm trying to achieve in, in life and overall. And e-commerce definitely seemed like it was going to be something that's the next wave of everything and, and where the focus should be. And I think there's little little things in life where it's like, you know, you have the opportunity and you either jump on it or you don't. Just like when crypto first came out, right? So you either took advantage of it and you you were able to you know make a bunch of money off it or you didn't and it kind of fades out but whereas e-commerce is you get in there you learn it you have a really good expertise and everybody else is playing catch-up and at this point i feel like that's the case a lot of people are playing catch-up where we know what we're doing we're looking at now we're just expanding with the market we can sign it and kind of get a feel for how everything is changing see the trends and that was kind of where i, I shifted gears to really wanting to there was a lot more potential for um growth and just you know overall life uh, yeah. So tell me what it, when you left Nordstrom, what year was that? Do you remember? That was in 2000, maybe 17 or something like that. 2017. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Awesome. So five, five, six years ago and you, you dived off that cliff and we're now talking, you know, if that was 17, this is six years later that you're, that you're digging in. You mentioned that you, you know, somebody said, Hey, you, and I love that you, Basically, the market told you, hey, I need to learn a skill. And you said, you know what? I know how I'm going to learn a skill. I'm going to go find somebody who will pay me a little bit to learn mm. that skill so that I can then go somewhere else. So you almost turned these agencies that you went to go work for into a school of sorts so that you could you know, learn the skill and then go use it elsewhere and provide value while you were there. That's fast because you did that twice, SEO and then you know, when learning Amazon. Yeah, what, I tried other other areas as well to see what was going to be the best fit for me. Because you know, one of the some of the things is when I did it, do I like it? Right? Do I do I actually enjoy doing this? Is it something that I'm going to be able to enjoy doing it for the long term? Am I good at it? Is it something that I can then sustain and actually give a, a real value behind it? Because I've tried other things too. I before that I was doing affiliate marketing. I tried that for a little bit, and it just wasn't for me. I, I couldn't catch on the way that you need to to be really successful in that. And um, that was an area where I, I had to shift gears from that because I, I tried it, gave it a fair shot, see if I can understand it. Didn't understand it. So I shifted over to SEO. SEO, I understand SEO. I can do SEO. Monetizing it, I wasn't as comfortable as monetizing it as mm -hmm. I am with an actual, what I'm doing now, mm -hmm. where I feel like this is, I'm providing a really strong value for people with this and it's helping them a lot. So this is where I feel like is a really good fit for me because my biggest thing is if someone's paying me to do a job, I want them to be happy with what we're doing. And that's been shown to be true for a lot of our clients where they've been with us for well over two or three years consistently. And they they constantly bring us new clients and they are referring us and all that stuff like that. And it's just because 
we we take a lot of pride into knowing that we're trying our best for each one and i'm very straightforward with clients on how things are going to play out or how yeah. things are looking and i don't want to yeah. give people false hope for things and i want to make sure that they're all everything's up front on the table yeah. for them so that's a big part of it so okay so you you mentioned you didn't want to do the SEO thing. You did decide the Amazon thing was something you did want to monetize. Tell me a little bit more about the questions that you ask yourself when you're deciding which set of knowledge to monetize. Because you've got like, like so so we have lots that we've considered here. And, you know, you've mentioned SEO is one that you, you did learn, but you decided not to monetize. You weren't as comfortable there. And then we've got the jujitsu where you've totally decided that's something I'm going to monetize. And then you have the the Amazon consulting. Tell us what questions did you what what questions could a seller or could you ask yourself or do you ask yourself to to say like you know what that you know SEO thing I it's just not a not not one I want to monetize. Sure. Yeah. So a lot of it went into let's say like the Amazon piece. It's we always ask you know is this something that people are looking for right is it something that is consistently people are looking for is there a need for it just like um just like a product i guess if, is, is there a need for it is there really something that people are going to look for and need yes people are looking for it all the time they need help with it is it something that's hard to learn and is it something that you can learn quickly mm. no it's not something you it takes a long time to learn this and get good at it and you mm. have to dedicate a lot of time and effort in order to be able to do it and so that's a big thing because if you're paying someone who's an expert it may take them 15 minutes to do it, but it may take you three hours. But the reason why you're paying them is because of that expertise to get that done in 15 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So that's part of the, the thought process behind all this is, you know, is there a benefit? And then also, is it actually going to help someone in their business and what achieving their goals or whatever it may be? Mm -hmm. So whether that be in the e-commerce world, is this skill set going to help them to where it's going to pay off and they're going to feel like it was worth it, right? Because one of the worst things to do is you pay for something and you're like, that wasn't worth it at all. Mm -hmm. And this is where we, we have to look at it and say, if we offer this services and people are buying and they're paying money for it, at the end of the day, are they going to say thank you? Or are they going to be like, well, that was a that was a bust. You know what I mean? And in the jujitsu world is definitely something to where, you know, knowledge based, right? So it's, it's more of a, you can, people are looking for self-defense. They're looking for a new skill set and you can't pick that up just overnight it's it, you have to get it from somebody who's going to hands-on teach you and who's been doing it for years and i mean it's it's more of a want than anything else and of course i feel like jujitsu is great and it, everyone should yeah. do it for self-defense and just yeah. knowing that knowledge it gives you a lot of background and confidence but it's not for everybody but that's the same thing for anybody who teaches karate or muay thai or anything like that where there's a skill set behind it and you have to learn from somebody and it, there is a benefit because at the end of the day if you if you capitalize on what you're paying for and you actually show up and do it, then you can see the benefit right away, right? So, so okay, so you mentioned is there demand or is there a need, right? So so is there a demand or is there a need? I love what you said about like is there a moat? I think is essentially what you're saying. Like you know, it, how easy is this skill to learn? So is it easy to learn? Like like hard is this to actually go there? And then the third thing you said was benefit so like it, it does the client actually see real benefit from that and i think the interesting thing there is that's like 
there are a few people who could see a lot of benefit, but are there a lot of people who are gonna see a lot of benefit is kind of what your first question is saying. Like how much need is there in the market for this? How big of a moat is there to like, can everyone just learn this in two seconds? Cause if that's the case, then I don't really have a business. And then uh, last but not least, are we gonna see real benefit? What was the third or fourth? Were there third or, uh, third and fourth question that came out there too? No, it's mainly, those, those three were good. It's, I mean, any value added, but I mean, it's, it's all kind of encompasses those three right there. Okay, so let's apply that to SEO. So is there a need in the market? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who, who want SEO. How, is it easy to learn? No, I don't think it's easy to learn. I think there's a lot of people that, that get there and I think a lot of people get a lot of value at it. So I'm curious, What's your fourth question or what other questions would you ask around SEO that made it so you were like, yeah, I don't, it wasn't one we wanted to monetize. A lot of times with SEO, when you were talking about just straight SEO for websites and things like that, it's the return value on that is very hard to be seen, right? So to explain to clients on how that SEO is really working and to actually have hard set data to really provide people on how that's working is very hard to see. So if you if you hear, hear a lot of SEO people talking and they'll tell you straight up, it's going to take you know, six months to a year before you see any type of results or, or any real return, but it's going to be one of those things where, you know, your website's going to improve with rankings or more traffic and things like that from your SEO placement and stuff like that. Whereas if we do our other area where we're doing Google, Facebook, that is a immediate, immediate result right there. So I can it's trackable the value. Exactly. It's trackable. And that's where it comes into how do I want to explain this to clients? I mean, we have some clients where we do some SEO more of like blogs, and things like that for them. I mean, there is a big benefit to having that, yeah, but yeah. we explained to them right off the bat that, you know, to give you a hard set data behind this on how much this is actually improving your sales conversions, when we're talking about actual dollars and sales, it's very hard to track where I can give you the so, Google analytics for that. So yeah, 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 so that's fascinating. So the last question you gotta ask yourself is, how easy is it to tie value to what you're doing. How, how easily can you show your client? Can you show your end consumer ROI? And if, if it's not easy to tie your efforts, your knowledge work to that ROI, it may not be something you want to make one of your main products is, is basically what you're saying. Is that correct? Yes. That's, that's All right. So I love that four questions. One, is there a need in the market? Like are, are there people out there who need this Two, Is there a moat to be had? Meaning, is this difficult to learn? Can I actually provide value because it's it's difficult to learn? And then the next being, you know, does this provide a lot of value to the people that are actually getting it? Like, do they say, wow, I need this. Um, and it's made such a huge difference in me. And last but not least, you know, if I'm looking at this, how difficult is it for me to tie the results of, of my efforts to my efforts, right? So if it's difficult to prove that ROI, if you're constantly arguing with that client saying, no, really, like this is working. And they're like, well, it doesn't really look like it's working, prove it. You know, why are you in that business in the first place? Because they, you know, they're gonna ask for that proof. I love that. Okay, so those are four fantastic questions I think to ask. Moving forward, what would you say are the biggest roadblocks to monetizing your knowledge? A couple of roadblocks are, are things that you have to really think about. It's going to be price points, right? So price points and where you where you're valuing kind of some of the expertise, or how are you how are you valuing it to the consumer that makes sense? And and I, I say that because pricing for people it, it can be tricky. 
If you come in too low, people think that you're not very good. If you come in too high, people are just scared off by price point. So it's, it has to be a balance on how you do it. And kind of one of those things where you also have to look at on your end, what is the benefit for you guys too, putting in that time and effort to, to give your knowledge and, and time to somebody? Is it going to be worth it for you in the end as well? Because if I'm pricing something too low and I'm putting all day, every day into it, you know, it's not going to help you in the long run, right? We're trying to scale everything up. We're trying to make sure that it makes sense. So that's a big factor into it is the, the price point, I think is a really big focus. The other thing is going to be is how, how are you going to explain this and, and why someone should be able to go with you or, or work your user service? Mm -hmm. You need to be able to have real uh, detailed explanation on why someone should be working with you or, or at least be able to show your skill set mm -hmm. on why you're the expert in it. And that's a big factor to it too, is, you know, when we talk to any client, um, if they have questions, I have no problem answering their questions and giving them the answers to things that we would be fixing for them. Just about the fact that I can give you the answers, but it, you don't know how to do it. Right. So it's one of those things where um, being able to explain what you're an expert in and how to do things and giving that knowledge away sometimes in just even the first introduction is a big thing because people, they need to feel like they can, they really believe in you and what your skill set is. So those are two things that I think are the biggest areas. Interesting. So to drill that down, to sum it up, it's essentially like, how easy is this? The roadblock you saw was some things are very difficult to explain the value, like difficult mm -hmm. to sell, right? So some things are very difficult to sell. And what was the other one that you mentioned? Uh, price point. So Okay. So how to price your service. Yeah. Yep. So, how so how did you overcome those? Uh, we did A-B testing. So, I mean, we were we came in, we started off the price point at one point, and we we tried to get a gauge for how fast we can, you know, get in new clients, how people were responding to the price point. Um, and then we adjusted it. And then we did it, you know, let's do this for a couple of months and see how well we pick it up, pick up clients. And then we did an actual testing on the, the structure of our deals. And it has changed, you know, several times over the years to a point to where we feel really confident in what we pitch and, and how people seem to take it very well because they see the benefit of it. We do a lot of incentive-based type of thing to people know that we have to work hard to get there uh, on the e-commerce side, right? And the, on the on the gym side, it's one of those things where we price it competitively with the market and say, okay, this is where we want to be because we want to be affordable for families and kids and, and make sure that people are able to sustain that type of relationship with us with coming a monthly membership type of thing. Mm -hmm. So that, it was a lot of A-B testing, you know, doing, seeing a couple months at a time, running the different pricing structures and see what works. Beautiful. And beyond that pricing, it, the explanation of value when it was like, oh man, this is kind of difficult to explain why this is valuable or difficult to sell. What what did you do to overcome that difficulty to sell? So a lot of times when I'm I'm talking to somebody, it's I, I try to start off with asking them, you know, what is it that you're having trouble with, or at least what is it you're looking for, so I can provide that expertise in those particular fields, right? Because there's so much to cover. So if I talk about Amazon and everything that we can do and good in Amazon and and someone doesn't have any of the basic knowledge of it, it's not going to be really receptive that well because they're just going to hear a bunch of things and not really know what's true or what's right or not. Whereas if we're talking about individual issues that they're they're having or problems that they're having, and I can go into depth with saying, well, this is how we've had fixed this in the past. These are things that we can do, um, and this is what to expect from it. Hmm. That's how we've been able to overcome that to where I, I try to get a gauge for what's happening first, and then I can give them a, a, a more... Uh, detailed explanation geared towards whatever they're looking for. So, okay. 
So it sounds like what you're saying is get case studies, you know, go find other clients who have, who you've done this for and, and figure that out. What do you do to get case studies at the beat? Like, so obviously that, you know, similar to like get reviews on your product. How do you go and get reviews on your product when you don't yet have any clients? Like what, what are you, what are you doing to try to find those first clients who will hire you when you don't necessarily have a review? Are you discounting price? What, what are you doing to try to find those people? Uh, well, the first one, uh, honestly, the first series of clients we got for the Amazon side, we came in just with our knowledge base of what we, what we do. Uh, we were actually higher price in the beginning. You know, we came in and we pitched them on just ourselves. That was really, it was one of those things where we pitched them on ourselves. Like, this is what we do. This is our background in this. And this is how we can help. And we explain to them step-by-step step of what we would be doing for them. And then it's after that, it comes to execution. Uh, once they got that, then over time, what we've been able to do is we started to get, once we got those clients in there, we started to get a feel for what were clients liking? What did they not like? You know, the ones who left, why did they leave? Once they're sticking around, why are they sticking around? Mm -hmm. And then we can start building out the model of fully understanding. Because when you first start, you do have to, you know, you can ask other agencies and friends and things like that, uh, absolutely ask for knowledge around if you know people in the field and, and ask, pick their brain on on things that they've done in the past to get uh, more information about if it's the same field or industry. But for us, it was one of those things where we had a we had knowledge in the in the field, so we were pitching them on really just what we felt like we could do for them overall. Gotcha. And so you landed a couple of those first clients even at a higher rate because you were selling you essentially. You're like, look, I'll, I will come be on your team. And figure this out. Yeah, a lot of it's, I mean, people have to trust it. it, it Amazon is a tricky world. There's, I have so many stories of clients coming to me and they said, I've been burned so many times by X, Y, and Z, and I can't trust, you know, I don't, I'm really nervous about this. And I tell them, you know, look, I, I totally understand. I, I get it. Um, here's what we do. I, I'll give you all the, anything you want to know about us, here you go. And let us show you, you know, why we're good. And the biggest thing is when we first start, I want to make sure that they see results immediately, whether it be content creation or listings created or whatever it may be immediately and, and working hard. So they know, you know, we're, we're backing them. We treat it like a partnership with them. They know that we're here to benefit what they're doing. And, and over time, I think it's, it's been a really good strategy for us. I have a lot of clients who they have a lot of trust in us um, on what they're doing for their business, and I, I'm I'm really grateful for that. And I feel I feel really good about that for myself. That people are coming to me, these business owners, and they're saying, "What should I do with my business here? Should I should I roll this new product out, or I'm I'm thinking about doing this?" And mm -hmm. they they ask my opinion on it, which is great. I feel like we've been able to establish that trust with them, so they they feel confident. Love it. So as you have kind of picked this apart, looked at it, seen the different ways that you're going there, if you could make a phone call back to Anthony and he's just quit his job at Nordstrom and he's just like, okay, I'm going to go like check out this SEO thing. You know, he's, he's currently on his way to go start shopping around to those agencies. What would you tell him? What would you tell Anthony of the past, you know, six going six years back into the past to tell him to do differently or, or, you know, anything like that? I would say probably move faster in the Amazon field, <laughs> get faster in that field, you know, just really try to pick as much knowledge as you can, maybe expand into other areas as well. So like, I was really focused on that SEO portion. And I think what I should be done, should have been doing more of is cross-referencing on what else that could lead to or what it, what it could be helpful with, with like websites and e-commerce platform in general, just kind of put making that move to really strong 
the sales portion of it to where what can I actually sell somebody on as far as the uh, the benefit portion of it. So I, I, I like I can't say I would change too much of my past with it because I feel like it, it led me to a really good spot here. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel really happy with where I'm at. Um, but I think if I could tell myself to get into Amazon a lot sooner um, and start deep diving in that and giving myself a, even a couple more years of expertise in that field, that would be even better. Um, and Interesting. So it, it's obviously there's part of that that's like, well, I'd tell him to get out of crystal ball and get into Amazon faster. The second thing you said, though, I think is is going back to one of your three points of, you know, what questions we should be asking ourselves about what we should monetize. Because I would be willing to bet had you done a little bit of digging at the agencies that you were at, you know, how easy is it for this agency that I'm working at for free right now to tie their work to the results? How, how easy is it for a client to be like, oh yeah, this is totally working and I can see what you're doing is working. And, and you probably could have interviewed a couple of guys at SEO and they would have, cause you know, six years ago, that was still true. I used to work at an agency, you know, back in 2010, it was true then. Well, 2013, but I mean, it was true then, right? Like you, SEO has always been a little bit of a black, black box that way. So had you move forward with that lens of like, do I want to learn something that's difficult to prove ROI in? I think you would have shifted away from that and probably naturally found Amazon or, or the like. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's a big difference. And I think, you know, over time, it's just things have shifted so much. Um, so, I mean, I, I just think the e-commerce world in general is, is taken off uh, substantially and it's going to, it's never, it's not going anywhere ever anytime soon. But the one thing that you can always look at and what we're always looking at doing in our own business is we still have to make sure that we're evolving, right? So even in what your expertise is, you still need to evolve into the next phase of things because unfortunately some things do start to slow down or more competition comes into the space and things like that. So it's always easier to pitch your existing client a new service than it is getting a new client, right? So for us, what the, whether that means, okay, now we're doing Amazon, a lot of time that what, for us it leads into, hey, we have these additional services as well, for Google and Facebook and website design and things like that. Or, you know, we're, we're looking at the option of maybe we're going to roll out a new platform for a marketplace. Now, not only will we do Amazon, maybe we'll do Walmart, maybe we'll do Chewy, maybe, you know, things like that. And being able to, to offer those as well and including that into the services there is a big aspect of thing to keep clients around. And also you've already proven the trust with them and established a good relationship. So it's easier to kind of pick up new services with existing clients. I love it. I love it. So last but not least, we're going to give you 60 seconds. So I'm actually going to like hit the timer and give you 60 seconds for you to give us an elevator pitch. So we're going to imagine that you stepped into an elevator with us. You got 60 seconds before the elevator doors open. And, and we just happened to have mentioned, hey, we're actually an Amazon seller looking for a, an agency. Why you? And then you're going to give us that 60 seconds after that. What you're going to tell us is you're going to tell us any tips, tricks, or hacks, any books that you've recently read, anything that you're doing on a regular basis, things with jujitsu. Like I want to hear what what are some ideas or thoughts you have that could be useful to anyone in business uh, around that. So jump in on the on the 60 second, and then we'll we'll shift to the tips, tricks, and hacks. Sure. So. Well, I'm Anthony from G Creative. We also own the Amazon Dash Consultant. G Creative has been in business since 2001. Uh, we started with a lot of Las Vegas shows, casinos. We did a lot of work in those areas. We then moved into the more of the e-commerce field and rolled out the Amazon 
agency platform. We started with zero clients. Uh, we now have over 70 different brands on Amazon. They range from global brands, nationwide brands, startup brands, all different categories. For us, it's not necessarily category specific. It's all about the algorithm and understanding what works on Amazon and using the, the tools that they offer to our advantage. And that's something that we're experts in. We, we've helped our clients grow substantially on their business and make sure that we're focused on longevity on the platform, not a quick you know, cash out return. It's all about growing your business, sustaining it, and, uh, you know, substantially, you know, seeing the the improvements across the board. So that's okay. everything we do is in-house. So we're all based in-house. Uh, all our clients are, are our employees are our G creative employees. We have in-house designers, copywriters, account managers, everything in-house with us. And we're very hands-on across the board. Time. All right. Well, good job, Anthony. I'm, I'm impressed. You said it well. Tell us about any tips, tricks, hacks, or books that you've enjoyed over the course of your knowledge monetization career. Yeah, so I think more more podcast views. I watched a lot of. I think it's it's just understanding information from leaders or people who are experts in their fields and hearing their stories have been really beneficial for some of the pain points that they've gone. And, you know, of course, I'm a Joe Rogan listener and a couple other Jocko listener and things like that that just gets a good feel for people and not only the same field as I am, but just business owners in general has been a big help for me. And then for the jujitsu world, it's videos, nonstop YouTube videos of new tricks uh, at home, practicing on the dog and everything else, and just constantly keeping my mind wrapped around what I'm enjoying and what I'm trying to be an expert in, and always looking for new pieces of knowledge that come out, reading forums that are on Amazon or just anything that pops up that may be new, and always looking out for any new information that's provided from any of those expert places like Amazon or, or gyms and things like that. How do you curate that information that you're looking for, like the the forums or like, like do you have a, a Google alert or what, what do you do to make sure that you're always in touch with the, the newest information? Do you have a specific way that you go and search or different forums that you go look at? I use a lot of just the forums. I check it at least a couple of times a week. I'll go into Amazon and I, I routinely check forums to see what issues people are having or what things are, are going on there just so I get a feel for some of the pain points that are going on. One, to be prepared, right? So if, if, if I'm seeing the same pain point across the board and it's new, I need to know what it is so I can start doing research on how we need to get it fixed, right? So I, I need to get ahead of it. So I'm always checking hack. the forums to see, you know, what's happening on there. And then then I jump to YouTube and I'll jump to, you know, look at my people I follow on YouTube for any new videos and who they're interviewing um, and see if it's something that's a good fit that I want to listen to and take some knowledge from. But it's more, more of that basis where I'm constantly just going back and forth checking and, I love uh, it. Through, I love it. I, I, that the forums trick is not one I had considered. And I love that you, you had there, not just to try to solve a specific issue, but to hear and see like, Oh boy, this is coming up in four or five different threads or this thread's gone crazy. There's a hundred sellers here who are all saying, you know, they've been banned in the same way. And you're like, crap, I've got a guy who's in that category. We yeah. probably need to get ready and find out why that's happening. And yeah, I love that. Beautiful. Anthony, those are fantastic tips and tricks. I, I appreciate you joining us here. If individuals want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, they can reach out to, um, you can email me directly at anthony at amazon-consultant.com or visit our website at amazon-consultant.com and fill out a form or give us a call at our office. Cool. Well, Anthony, appreciate you being here on the podcast and uh, that's it for now. All right. Thank you so much.